Watson. And welcome to another episode of the Turn Up For What podcast. We'll be looking back as Thursday night football sees the Texans jump to 7-4 with a win over the Colts. We'll be taking a look around the league and we'll be getting ready for the enemy. Can the Texans find a way not to be deflated by Brady again and beat this defensive-led Foxborough Massholes? Thanks again for joining us at the Turn Up For What podcast this week. Almost a week's gone by since the victory against the Indianapolis Colts last Thursday. If you want to check out our match report and review of the game, you can get that at podcasttexans.com or via our Twitter feed at podcasttexans and check that out. First of all, to kick off this week, we'll be joined by Andy and Chris from the full 10 yards to take a look around the news. Taking a look around the news this week, the perhaps biggest controversy was the clash between uh, Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey at the end of the of the Monday night football. Uh, obviously, two players that like to talk a lot, but the the player that did the most talking on the field again this week was Lamar Jackson. Looked like he could potentially be the MVP. What do you make of the the action, guys? Yeah, the, the Ravens look very very good. I mean, that's that's a system that not many people are going to come up against and haven't come up against in a very very long time. Um, you know, they did it to the Patriots the other week. They're, they're just blowing teams away at the moment. And with the situation with the Rams and their record, they're, they're going to struggle. And obviously coming off a Super Bowl loss, it's it's going to be hard to take. Yeah, I'll just I'll just echo that. Um, the Ravens look incredible at the moment. Uh, no one's really mentioned it, and it might just be my Patriots' eyes, but I thought the Patriots in the second and third quarters of the game a few weeks ago looked like they'd started to work out away to limit uh, Jackson and to an extent. And then then the fourth quarter, Jackson just took over and went on that ridiculous nine-minute drive or whatever and, and won that game. And since then, they've not looked back, uh, blowing teams out every week. Yeah, their time of possession is a massive thing as well because obviously their offence is built around the run. I yeah. mean, teams are not having an opportunity to get the ball, so they're obviously going to, to dominate massively. But obviously Jackson the other day, I mean, I've been critical and, you know, He's more of a running back than a quarterback, but when you're throwing five touchdowns and you're not throwing many incompletions, you can't really argue the fact that he's easily the front runner for the MVP right now. Yeah, I mean, if Greg Roberts built a great system around them and they, they keep they keep playing well. You think if they're 210 yards a game set, you know, at leading the league in rushing in San Francisco, is 145 in second. It just kind of shows you the the uh, the dominance they've got. I, I don't think Jackson's the most polished passer, but to be fair to him improved massively this season, continuing to find, you know, the two and three tight end sets for easy throws, bit of Hollywood Brown in there, a couple of guys, you know, the rest of the receiving core contribute where needed. Uh, and they've just played to strength and how sustainable they can do this is very specific and succinct and it's all it's all based around the run, you know, and he's got an unbelievable acceleration. I don't think I've even seen running backs with that level of acceleration where he just glides past people so quickly. Um, you know, for a long time. So it looks like it's here to stay. It just depends if somebody works it out and they have an off day because I think they're at their peak right now. So whether they'll they'll drop off, I don't know. But it's it seems it seems like they're they're certainly playing at a, a, a you know a massively high level, um, and you know potentially will threaten the Patriots for the, that number one so you can get home field advantage in the playoffs if they continue on this on this uh, on this stretch. A little bit of a mention for the offensive line because. They're doing amazing work. I mean, obviously it helps when you've got 
two legitimate guys in the backfield that can that can burst a run. But that old line is is really doing great work. Um, there's chasms for him to uh, for him and Ingram to run through. You see, he's able to step back in the pocket 10, 15 times a game, and he's under very little pressure. Um, that old line's been doing phenomenal as well, and that's a very underrated reason why that system's working so well and Jackson's looking so good. Yeah, they've lost their centre, though, I think, for the rest of the season. Matt Scooter looks like he might be out, so potentially, considering the amount of trap and ISO plays that they, they run up the gut, um, it might, it, you know, particularly with Mark Ingram, that might hurt them, uh, depending on who... I'm not familiar with their, their roster composition, who will come in and step in, but, you know, there's a, a shortage of, you know, f- you know, five quality guys in most in most buildings, so be interested to see how, how that one goes. I think, obviously, um, the, themselves... Um, and then the, uh, the the toast of the NFC at the minute is uh, San Francisco. They've got an unbelievable defensive line, lit a litany of first round picks. Uh, Eric Armstead, I think he'll probably be away at the end of the season based on they're never going to be able to pay all these guys. Uh, two sacks on Aaron Rodgers at the weekend. Uh, Rodgers limited to his least runs, oh, sorry his least yards and um and he's uh and he's um is. <clears throat> So I start again. Rogers Rogers was limited to his uh, least amount of passing yards for the season, and the uh, the Forty Niners uh, with that offensive scheme they've got, and Kyle Shanahan's shown you don't need the best quarterback to get to a Super Bowl, um, and he can play to their strengths with the the zone run and play action scheme. How do you fancy the Forty Niners going all the way this year, if not being you know right in there at the end of the NFC? I've been waiting for the ball to burst with the Niners. I didn't think they were as good um, as the record would suggest. Equally, I didn't think they were as bad as the record suggested they were last year. Um, but, I mean, you can't, you can't argue with what they've done on Sunday, especially. 10-1 um, in any in any season is phenomenal. But to hold the Packers to eight points, uh, didn't put 37 past them. That Packers defence has been really strong all season. Um, you've got to give them credit. Um, they look like a legitimate threat to have home field through the playoffs. Um, and we'll see come playoff time. When uh, things get a bit a bit tighter, um, how much they can uh, how much they can do when they get there. I still uh, I still if you're asking me now, I would still say the Seahawks are more likely as far as I'm concerned to make to make the Super Bowl, but we'll see. There's, yeah, there's, but, there's something about the Seahawks that I just I just find not convinced by. I don't think you know. On I mean, they've been a surprise. I would I would suggest based on roster, um, you know, Russell Wilson aside, they'll win you games. But based on pure roster composition, I would think that potentially on paper, they've been more of a surprise in the NFC. Now, Wilson didn't play well against the Eagles. I think that was obviously masked by the fact that that Carson Wentz has fallen off a off a cliff this season and looks like he's he's uh he kind of lost lack of weapons changes in the line but his timing his his uh anticipation of throws looks off and they were throwing at uh, a former Houston Cougar quarterback in Greg Ward Jr who was the one of their main uh outlets in the passing game on, on yeah. in that game so I think I think they're it's 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 uh it's a, it's wide open in the NFC I think mostly Moving on to the um, to probably the biggest uh, steal of a win was the New Orleans Saints and uh, Joey Sly missing uh, five points uh, with a twenty eight yard field goal right at the death and New Orleans marched the marched the ball all the way down the field um, after being a neck and neck game uh, and Will Lutz similar to too many Texans fans I remember in week one kicks a last minute field goal for a winner. The Saints are a strange team. I mean they they can beat anyone but they can also lose to anyone. Um, I mean was it last week they got. 
taken to the cleaners by the Falcons. I mean, whilst they're uh, obviously made, made up of good players, they've been having a bad season. And, and then to kind of struggle past the Panthers, who in all honesty should have won that game. Um, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, I think the Seahawks are the best bet in the NFC. Um, but I've been down on the Niners all year. So, you know, what do I know? Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting run. I think it's definitely tighter at the top in the NFC than the AFC, where it seems like uh, the Ravens are um, the Ravens are certainly um, uh, in, in a position of, of strength. And we'll come on to the Patriots, and then it just rounding off the week's uh, games with the AFC South. Um, the Tennessee Titans seem to be rounded into form. Quite a bit of a surprise with the, the fact of Ryan Tannehill's coming uh, to the team, giving them a real burst. The Marcus Mariota experiment seems to be over. A shame for Marcus. I think he had five dif- uh, new offensive coordinators in five seasons. He's a good product out of Oregon. Had all the, the, the measurables to be a, a good quarterback in the league. It's just not panned out for him. Uh, various injuries along the way. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to another team and does quite well because there's definitely some openings uh, come this off-season. But Ryan Tannehill's coming. Two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground. Um, and Derek Kendry continues to be a bulldozer when he's in the mood to, to ride. Doesn't do it regularly enough, but certainly um, it was a good performance. 471 yards in total for Tennessee as they probably pushed uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars season to the side. What do you make of Tennessee in their form? Because they've certainly got strength on defence. Did lose Cameron Wake this year. Looks like he's out for the rest of the season. Um, but certainly they, they, look, they look like they could potentially put a run together. Them and the Cleveland Browns, I would think, have got a, a chance based on schedule to maybe sneak in in the AFC. Yeah, well, I I did like the Titans coming into this year. I, I thought out coming into the season, I thought Mariota would take a step forward. Um, Mike Rear was done a great job as, as head coach, obviously defensive side of the ball generally. Um, so I thought that defence would be strong. Um I was expecting Mariota, as I say, to take a step forward. It hasn't happened. Tannehill's come in and has given them a boost. Um, whether that's a long-term option, I'm, I'm not really sure. But um, certainly at the moment, um, behind the run game, they they can. it's wide open at NFC, the, the wild card especially, but even for the, the AFC South. Um, you, Texans look probably the most rounded team, but you couldn't rule out the Colts or the Titans uh, taking them. Um, and as I say, anybody's guess who takes the, the wildcard spots in the EFC, it's wide open. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Bills there, they've got uh, eight wins probably, you know, I mean, a really strong defence, probably the, the, the strongest defence that we played last year. Uh, they've done enough on offence to piece it together. Um, but they're at eight wins and they probably only need another two to, to get into the wild card. So I think them and the Browns, particularly with the Browns playing the Bengals twice, in the final five games certainly gives them a chance to uh, to maybe get to nine wins. And joining myself, Andy and Chris, to look ahead to Sunday night football is Matthew from the Patriots Nation UK podcast. As we as we as we talk about the Patriots and the um, and the Texans upcoming on this Sunday, if we look back at their game against Dallas, it was a rain-soaked afternoon and or late afternoon in Foxborough. Uh, didn't necessarily seem to get much offensive uh, fluidity at all, um, as they haven't done in the last two games, particularly the 13 points against Philadelphia, then only 17 points against Dallas, 10 of which was were handed to them on a plate by a special teams turnover and an interception. So what is, firstly, how, how did that game pan out and why was it so close and low scoring, of, or, you know, particularly Dallas, who were leading the league in, in total offense coming into the week? 
And uh, and secondly, what's what's behind the uh, the downturn in points for the Patriots? Yes, so, so Sunday's game was was predominantly due to the weather. I mean, it, it, it was it was awful. Um, neither team could really get anything going, and the Patriots started to have a run game, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but for the most part, if you look at the number of drop catches, um, it, it it just wasn't uh, it, it wasn't conducive to any sort of decent offensive football. It was set up nicely for. The defenses to shut them down, which yeah, I would I would echo that. Um, it wasn't set up. You weren't going to get 300 yard passing days in in, that, in those conditions. I actually thought Brady played pretty well. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the decline and all that, and certainly he's not he's past his peak. There's no doubt in that. But if you actually looked at his throws, they actually were quite good. He still got the arm strength to get it to get it there in a hurry, um, and. As you, as you mentioned, the O the O line started to get a little bit of a run game going. Uh, obviously, Isaiah Wynn came back, um, and if Shaq Mason can come back to form at right guard, then you can you could see a run game developing over the back end of the season, similar to how it did last year. Um, we need we really need do need to get Sony going, Sony Michelle going, and if that happens, I really would not rule out the Patriots making another run at it. Uh, as far as how it's the passing game goes, I think it's what happens when you've got Edelman who can be double covered pretty much on every play, and then you've got rookies outside of him um, who are making the way in the game and learning how Brady sees it. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Brady was throwing to Edelman and no one. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers had a great game. He had a great game, but he's an undrafted free agent. Um, Nikhil Harry, it was his second game. I think he's only probably played about seven snaps in total. Um, you know, he, he's throwing to to nobody again. You know, Sanu's out injured, Dorsett's out injured. It, it's all well and good to look at the stats and say, you know, kind of the yards are down, the completions are down. Um, what Once they start getting the weapons back, say the O-line's coming back together now, um, it, it will start clicking. I, I, don't, I don't doubt. I mean, Brady's obviously passed the best. Um, but there's certainly enough weapons in that offense to to mount a challenge. And when your defense is shutting teams down and your special teams are scoring points or at least giving you short fields, there's always going to be opportunities. Yeah, I mean, it seems from the from certainly just a couple of days of film that I watched, that was it was a case of the there's been a rotation on the line, losing this Mark Andrews for the season. You know, the left tackle Isaiah Wynn from Georgia's come in and out of the the field again. He's inexperienced. There's been a case of Sonny Michelle's probably had a bit of a, a second year kind of sophomore slump, if you like, and not necessarily um, been able to 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 have the holes that he's had uh, this year. And then he looks like he's kind of taken a bit more a bit more ease to to hit the turf uh, with you know when he when he's giving contact at the line of scrimmage. So it's an interesting one because twenty third in the run, I think, is for the for the season, and that given that balance to the offense of a quarterback who's not mobile, and when it's an obvious passing. Uh, down that they're they're putting themselves in by not being able to run the ball, then I think that plays into uh, you know to to the defense's hands and then engenders a low scoring game. So it's a it, it it's an interesting one because if you look at the schedule and the and there's been a much talk about this defense, but of the eleven games they've played, only three of the teams have had a winning record. And I know it's a it's a very much every season is a different league year on year, and and teams can completely transform what you thought about them from the previous. But that's got to be one of the easiest Super Bowl winning schedules that a team's had to come into the next season and face. 
you might be you might be right in terms of, of the schedule, but an underrated part of that is the last few weeks we've been playing against people coming off buys. So people have been rested coming into the game. The Baltimore game, Baltimore were coming off a buy, um, and the Philadelphia game they were coming off a buy. Um, we got so I, I do think that that plays a part in it too. Um, so while the strength of schedule isn't great, that's partly because we're in the AFC East. We're playing against. The Jets and the Dolphins who have had bad years. Um, it is what it is. But equally, this run of games that we're slap bang in the middle of now, it's probably as testing a run of games as, without having looked at the stats, it's probably as testing a run of games as anybody's going to have over this season. These, these five games with, with Baltimore, with Philly, Dallas, Houston, and then Kansas City next week. Yeah, at the uh, at the time, the the Steelers were a team that were um, obviously start the season looking to progress from what what they done last year but it didn't they just didn't turn up that game at the start of the season um and then since then obviously big ben's gone down um they're to and fro in between quarterbacks and such like so they they've turned out not to be a team we could all say what we want at the start of the season and then it actually starts and we 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 end up with something completely different as as we can see i mean who who reckoned the 49ers were going to be doing what they were doing this year um, Bills, the, that was a tough game. We let Gore run for 100 yards plus um, in that one, but ultimately we came out with a win. And yeah, um, Ravens, obviously, we've talked about as well, that they give us a bit of a, a shoe in, I guess, is one Scottish phrase for it. Um, but again, we're, we're still in it. We'll live to fight another day. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I mean, you can only play who's in front of you, right? So I think they've done it. You know, they've they've, they've taken care of business where they've needed to. Um, but it, it's uh, it's interesting. I think pertaining to the Texans, I think in terms of if there was ever a good time to play a team, um, and we've kind of come off the Thursday night, so we've had an extra three days to to rest. So there's that theme reoccurring again. I think it's they currently sit twenty third in the in in rushing yards. What do you think's behind that? Is it the line or is 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 it a wider a wider scaling issue? Um, a bit of both. That you touched on it there. Wins come back now, so that sh- should, in theory, I mean, we're seeing. I think it was eighty-six yards or so, or so r- roughly that kind of figure he got um, from Sunday. So it's showing a difference there as to what um, wins actually going to do. Win wasn't great, and in some aspects, he was still beaten quite a lot by Robert Quinn. Um, and putting pressure, and Quinn was pretty good in putting pressure on Brady over over the course of the game on Sunday. Um, last year it was if Sony's in the game, you're running up the gut, sort of like Mark Ingram does, or what um, you expect from Fournette at the Jags, you know, something like that. And then if James White's in the game, you're kind of expecting an RPO of some sort, um, him to come out and do some pass catching out the backfield. I think this year has been a lot of experimental trying to get Sony more in the pass catching game. It's just not worked out. I think one game he'd twice Brady looked at him and twice he dropped it and it was like, right, that's it. That's a kind of game plan scrap. Let's go back to what we know best. Parkhead, he's been in and out the team and not really there as such. Hopefully he does the same as last year and comes back and even stronger for the playoffs and it's been an issue and it's been a bugbear of mine all year that they've not been able to run the ball very well. And hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, this kind of kick starts it that Michelle, especially, 
Um, he got some good yardage against the Cowboys on Sunday, and we'll see how he goes towards Christmas and the new year. Yeah, it's funny because you think of the well, the last two left tackles that have left New England, uh, Nate Solder going to New York, and then Trent Brown going over to Oakland, and then moved over to the right side of their line. But uh, Dante Scarnecchia seems to be able to get you know solid to above average play out of you know players that don't necessarily. I mean, Trent Brown's done pretty well to be fair since he's gone over, but. Um, to play on the right side in Oakland and yeah, well, a pretty good line they've got. He was a right side before he went to left side for us. We just kind of had to make do with, you know, plugged him in, plug and play essentially, but he actually ended up having a stellar season and getting the big money move to Oakland. So I, I was pleased for him. I was sad to see him go, but pleased that, you know, that seems to be a, a sort of thing that we do in New England really is that the... If, when it's coming up the a contract year, they play well and then... And, I mean, Jamie Collins is one of the prime examples that has obviously come back this season that he went away, got his money, and he's like, right, I'll come back and win some, possibly win some rings and trophies now. So, um, but yeah. yeah well, he got, I think he, yeah, I think he got sent to, did he not get sent to Oakland after uh, turning up outside a police station uh, with no clothes on doing uh, Snow Angels? And, <laughs> uh, and that was his, was that, was that, was that the right guy? Um, Collins went to Cleveland and then yeah. uh, came back again. Yeah, he went, he went and got his his payday, and um, he's he's back and he's playing really well this season actually. So I'm uh, pleased to see that for him as well. I don't think there's many teams that could probably bring a guy back on what was effectively a rookie level contract and get the level of performance that Collins has given that defense. I think it seems to be the New England way that they seem to be able to bring guys in and get the the best at them. And a lot of guys, you know, if you look like at Flowers went to. Detroit, they'll they'll send them packing if they're if they're chasing if they're chasing the payday, because mm-hmm. um, it's because the the defense sort of mentality is the the sum of its greater than its parts. And um, what do you think's the well? Firstly, what do you think's been the strength of this defense this season, and where do you see weaknesses, if any, that the Texans can attack on Sunday? We I'll start with the weakness and end with the positive. The weaknesses and. Although it seems to have got slightly better, judging by Sunday's game with um, Zeke being held for under 100 yards, was the um, defending the run. Run has been a big um, sort of bugbear this year that they've not been the best at doing. Um, Gore run for over 100 yards, as I mentioned. Um, obviously, the, the the Ravens, any of them could have run any amount of yardage, even Gus Edwards managed to get quite a few yards on us, even though he's not um, considered the feature back. Um, so, yeah, if the, our weakness is still the run, although it was slightly better, but we need to, I don't know if it's the way they've set up the the sort of front seven that Danny Shelton seems to be doing a lot of the work and try to cover two or slash almost three players at, at some stages and the gaps just aren't being plugged and if they are being plugged on the inside and they're not on the outside, I'm not entirely sure if it's maybe just the actual like setup that they've gone for in certain um, defensive packages or not. But the the strong side of us in in general have well, one has been the the rushing game. Our um, defensive ends and slash linebackers have been pretty good. Uh, the quarterbacks generally got very little time, especially when we're um, running blitzes at them and. I think overall the the backfield has been pretty good. This will be the first time that Watson's had Will Fuller come back into the 
to the team against the Patriots. He's he's missed the previous two times that uh, the two clashes that that, that, uh, that we've had Watson's sort of second proper start in in Foxborough, and then the first game in last season, which was uh, kind of wasn't the best outing for the offense. Uh, but the game was still reasonably close, and I think from from both sides of of the offense, if if you think of the previous clashes, the difference maker has been Gronkowski. He's no longer there this year. They've got limited definite if not next to nothing at tight end uh, in terms of production and particularly his run blocking because I think he's been a big factor in them not being able to run the ball because he was setting the edge incredibly well outside the tackles um, and, and allowing, allowing them to, to run any kind of outside zone concepts that they, that, that they were doing really well last year. Um, so if you if you take that all in consideration, Gronkowski was the, the biggest threat. Fuller is our biggest threat and a complete game changer for our offence. It looks like a completely different proposition when he's out there because he, he, he opens up so much underneath and then in behind for other people when the safeties um, get over-focused on him. And we saw that on Thursday night. Malik Hooker probably had a game he would like to forget. I mean, a good player, first-round pick, struggled with injuries, but... He, he, he was all over the place trying to trying trying to cover Fuller and Stills and then Hopkins went in behind twice, got one on one outside, uh, and scored you know, his first multi touchdown game since week one. Yeah, I mean when you're playing the Patriots, I mean it, it's important that your second and third wide receiver um can get open and can get the ball because Gilmore will shut down the number one nine times out of ten. They may double uh Hopkins and then slide Gilmore across to someone like Fuller. Um, but I imagine we'll see Gilmore blanketing um, Hopkins all over the place. Um, and then, you know, a bit of JC Jackson, uh, Jason McCourt, if he's back in as well. Um, so it's always important against the Patriots. You know, Amari Cooper got shut down with no catches. Your second and third wide receivers are the important players in that offense because they have to get the ball. Yeah. Um, and if you go back to the Philly game, the only one really, there was only the tight ends that caused us particularly problems in, in the passing game. Um, obviously, Houston doesn't, although there are better situations at tight end than the Patriots do, it's certainly not a strength of theirs. Um, like we were just talking about, Gilmore will shut down pretty much anybody. He's up against nine times out of ten. He's that good. Uh, and the rest of the secondary is is really good. They know each other's games very well. Um, I, I don't think the way to beat Houston, uh, the way to beat the Patriots is, is throwing the ball. I think that secondary is too deep. It's too good. Um, I think you're going to need to get the O-line going and get some proper blocking there for Hyde and Johnson, maybe maybe little screen passes and things like that. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't uh, underestimate the impact that Duke Johnson's made, and albeit they paid a kind of premium for him to get him out of Cleveland. Um, but the 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 impact he's made is he can run routes just as well as any wide receiver in the flat uh, wheel routes. Sits sits down, takes takes the uh, takes the takes the dump off in the open zone, and he uh, he does a great job of that. And he's in and teams have had to account for him as well. So having him on the on the field with Fuller as well is is, is a you know when we go to an empty set is is uh, is a big is a big advantage. I think. I mean, the Texans come into this game as sixth in the rush, um, and. Uh, in terms of the league rankings, and uh, certainly it's been a, it's been perhaps been a surprise of the season and a balance that it's given to the offense, um, just due to the way the fact that um, that uh, Carlos Hyde's come in with a point to prove after being dispelled from multiple teams uh, and traded a couple of times in, in in two years that he's come in and he's run hard between the tackles and the 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 biggest transformation I think uh, on our team from last year is the offensive line. Now there's been some games where probably uh, Watson's kind of welcomed contact and, and taking on too many hits uh, in certain aspects of his game but 
Um, you know, if you look at the against the the Colts on Thursday night, he sat he sat back in the pocket, had one sack, which was probably his own fault because he could have thrown it away, which he just kind of refuses to do. Um, but he, he sat back in the pocket uh, and he he wasn't reading the field as, quite as well as he has done. Um, and you'll need to do that this weekend because any cheap turnovers in short fields will will kill will kill, will kill it against a team that will punish you for mistakes. But if he can sit back and 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 uh, and take his shots when needed. Um, then, then, uh, then that that'll be a big boost, just like he did against the the Colts when he had you know two long passes to to uh, to Fuller that really flipped the field and set up scoring drives on both. So, um, but yeah, absolutely, the running game is going to have to be key. With the, the, you know, it's 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 nine times out of ten that the team that leads the 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 game in rushing, uh, you know, has a has a huge advantage because you can balance your offense out and keep defenses get the uh, defenses guessing. So yeah, running the ball, I think for me, it's it's. Um, it's going to be a tight game, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of the. Yeah, yeah he needs to. Uh, it's not just post snap; it's pre snap. He needs to work out what the Patriots are doing. They're very, very good at disguising, especially when they give the cover zero look, um, and then they'll they'll drop nearly everyone out of it. Um, it's important that he doesn't fall into those traps because they set them up well. The Patriots, they they really do. Yeah, I think that's that's where Watson has. I mean, until the. Until the Baltimore game, I think that was his biggest progression was pre-snap reads. You saw that on Thursday night against the Colts, where there was a a, a clear a mismatch on the left-hand side, audibles at the line, and and we hadn't run the ball at all all evening, and and then and then Carlos Hyde runs for thirty-three yards. So I think he has got better at that, but it needs to be more consistent. I think this will be a true test of how far he's come this season on that uh, on that scale because he. He has previously um, struggled with uh, nickel and dime blitzes um, when there's been extra DBs on the field and he's not quite picked one up and it's six it's uh, six rushers against five blockers um, or or what have you so it's that 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 will be the key I think because Bilicek will, um, will definitely want to uh, definitely want to put a game plan that uh, confuses Watson and, and disguises him to try and bait him into mistakes because I think if if that's the case and we give uh, Brady and Co a short field then you know you're asking for trouble at that point. There's there's two guys on on defense at the period, so I think they'll be really important. Well, three I would say. Um, Kyle Van Noy is used a lot to set the edge, um, and with Watson's ability to extend players and, and get out of the pocket, he's going to be used a lot to to try and and keep him inside um, and play from the pocket. Um, and then you've got uh, Patrick Chung and Jamie Collins, who probably may well be used as spies to an extent when he starts to run the ball. Um, if they can do their assignments very well, I, I think the periods have an advantage over the over the Texans. However, I still don't. I can't see the periods offense magically coming back and scoring thirty points this week. I don't know. I mean, this 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 week's a different scenario. Um, we'll hopefully have Sanu back. Dorsett could be back. You know, we'll have a full offensive line. I'm not saying it's going to magically all click and we're going to put up thirty plus points, but I certainly think it's going to be a lot more controlled um i don't think it'll be as, as many three and outs that we've had recently um and you know it's, it's it's indoors let's see what people like harry can do um in in you know weather conditions or or a situation that's more conducive to actually catching the ball yeah i think the the the, the dome environment is definitely you you will see a better product on the field and houston's been a good uh, a good host to the patriots um won a super bowl there not so long ago and uh, and they've and they've had relative success against the Texans in the games they've played. I think O'Brien's still never beaten Belichick, and I predicted at the start of the season that 
we'd, we'd win 10 games, but this would be the finally the year we, we got one over the Patriots just by a law of averages, and it's, it's got to happen at some point. I think if, if it came down to both teams getting the ball at the same starting field position, uh, same time of possession... I think the Texans are capable of putting up points. I think it just comes down to who plays the cleanest game, doesn't turn the ball over uh, on special teams and offense, um, and 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 who 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 plays the cleanest the cleanest operation of 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 the game. Because if 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 the Patriots are given short fields and they are given um, you know cheap scores like they were against Dallas, that was enough to 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 win them the game and they just managed to seal out against a team that had been played really well really well I think but the, with the better conditions the, I can see Watson definitely you know there's definitely a steely sort of determination in the building watching the players interviews this year that you know this is time that we we, we address this situation that we're, we're uh, we've been kind of you know pushed aside by a team for too long um, and you know and, and it's our chance to rebound now and uh, we're in a position where we've had the bye uh, um, just not so long ago, getting healthy. I think we've got some players to come back. If Bradley Roby can come back into the secondary, um, along with you know the real surprise of of Garrett Connolly's coming uh, from the the, Ra- the the Raiders um, from a third round pick. He was really good on Thursday night. So uh, what's what was previously our huge weakness for the Texans in the passing attack now looks like it's definitely been rebooted halfway through the season. Still a work in progress, but it's definitely something that uh, that we can probably rely on. I think the biggest concern for me is the pass rush. We have none. Uh, what's going out Clowney was shipped off and uh, in, in it's, it's a, that is now the real weakness so I think um, you know Brady will have time to throw that's undoubted it's just it's just whether we can um, not give them too many too many situations where they can score um, you know without having to work the full length of the field um, and uh, and then Watson gets his fair share of possessions back and, and then can put points up yeah, notoriously to beat Brady you have to get pressure and you normally have to get pressure up the middle um, if you struggle and let him sit back there um don't play his own defense because he will pick you apart. Yeah, I think it's. The, I think we 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 we've moved. At, um, you know, I think we're, we're reasonably flexible in the back end to play a mix of uh, zone and uh, man. But I think the, the 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 influx of talent that we've had, and I think even Vernon Hargreaves dismissed by the. Um, Dismissed by the 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 Bucks is um, predominantly played outside for them. Uh, came in at nickel uh, uh, last week and did a really good job. Had a pass breakup on Ty Hill and had five tackles on the night. So he's definitely got some um, some ability. And I think he's got something to prove as a former you know eleventh overall pick. Um, and he looked you know so it's a it, it's a it's a work in progress on the fly. But if we can, we've definitely got the guys to play man coverage and. Uh, and, and bring in an extra rusher to try and get creative to, to build pressures, but certainly going to be a, a, a tight a tight event, I think, and it'll be most likely in a game like this where there's two teams are both are both flawed on opposite sides of the ball, uh, but both both uh, both both carry strengths on the opposite side of the ball. I think it will come down to a one or two possession swing, um, and whoever's got the ball last potentially kicks a late kicks a late winner or scores a late winner, and you know. Predominantly, if it comes down to that, in, in the past, in a two-minute or a four-minute situation, you wouldn't bet against Brady. But from you know, from the from the uh, from the last three seasons since Watson's come in the um, in the league, the Texans now lead the, uh, the the league in comeback wins. So it could go either way. I think it's going to be a, a, a real uh, a real a real good one for a Sunday night football. It should be, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested to see who they put on Edelman because. He, he's what made that, that offence go when it does go. Um, will it be Vern Hargreaves, um, Gary Connolly, whoever, uh, someone to play inside predominantly? Because um, I think they'll be looking to uh, to Edelman a lot. They've had problems at slot corner over, over the season, the Texans. 
they're trying to address that obviously recently. Um, I think that could be the big key uh, to whether the Patriots can see on the field. I think also that the fact that Romeo Cornell knows you know, how New England's offence works because it's similar to our own in some ways, uh, but it's evolved a, a lot more with Watson and with, uh, you know, RPOs and, and, uh, and you know, and, and sort of the more kind of modern concepts that you're seeing coming into the game from college football um, that wouldn't be run with Brady. But I think Romeo Cornell obviously has won three Super Bowls with the, with the uh, with the Patriots and he, you know, and I think of, of the defensive performance that I've seen, I think I always look, think back to the one um, in the playoff game that uh, when Osweiler was a quarterback and that was one of the, the few times I've ever seen Brady really lose lose his temper on, on the field just because he was getting hit that much um, and it was pressure up the gut and it was it was all the kind of things so the, that makes him uncomfortable um, for a guy of his mobility so yeah look if, if, if Cornell can get a game plan and call a good game versus what the Patriots are trying to do uh, with some inexperienced and also kind of limited uh players if they're if, you know Sanu's not quite fit he did quite a good job against us when he was at the Falcons prior to being traded to you so you know there's there, there's options there for you know for Brady to make plays and he will make them um it's just I think it, the game will come down to where the Texans can run the ball consistently with, with Carlos Hyde he's been a great addition he's a very powerful runner can we use Duke Johnson in the passing game similar to, to what you guys have been you know so famous for getting the the running back into space and making plays on third downs etc um the defense be strong, and then if we can, if we they can just be sound and fundamental, not give up. You know, we, we were third in the league against the rush until the last couple of games, and then we played. You know, the number three and number one rushing attack in the last two weeks, so the numbers have taken a bit of a hit. Um, but if we can get back to that fundamental football of, of stopping the run um, and being sound, I mean, our, our strength of our team's linebackers, but we've certainly. Um, you know, on the evidence of Thursday, we've managed to 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 turn round our, our secondary. We've got Bradley Roby come. Hopefully, he'll be back and fit. That'll be a really big plus if he is, because I think we'll need him. Um, just because of the, the, the we need the more smarter veterans we've got playing against Brady that's seen it before. Um, is uh, is vital because Brady wins a lot of games before the ball snap because he's just done it for so long now. So, if the defense can come in and 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 put in just a solid performance and limit the points and we don't give away cheap drives and cheap scores with short fields, then I think you know the the longer the game goes on, you know, and we, and and providing you know Fuller, Hopkins, Stills, etc. Are, are active in the game and are you know and are tight ends. We've got a tight end coming back, Jordan Thomas, who second year players just come off IR was you know was. Probably, you know, it was our best tight end last year. Not played a down, but we started to look. We started to put in three, three tight end packages uh, last week. So you know, you see the 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 Ravens being you know predominantly really good at that, and it's a copycat league. So do we take some of those concepts that were successful um, in the, in the game prior against New England that Baltimore showed some of that? Quite possibly, it gives us that added advantage. So I think if it came from if it was all things being equal, I think the Texans have got a chance to put more points. I think it would just be a case of. Do, do we make enough mistakes that, that New England will ultimately punish them? Because that's why they've been so successful, being well-coached, well-drilled, fundamentally sound and capitalising on people's mistakes. If we can play a clean game on offence, defence, special teams, uh, and it comes down to just offence output, I think then we could potentially get our first and long-awaited win against a Patriots team that's that, uh, that certainly looks to... you know, And, and O'Brien's probably the most successful... Um, Billichek disciple there's not been many and it's more a bit product of the system so I'm sure there'd be nobody more delighted if we could get that that first win would be him um, and some of the players that have kind of been here with O'Brien right from the start who have never seen never seen us beat them in his time here and this is now year six
Yeah, you're right. As I say, I think this could, with the conditions um, being right for both teams, I think it could come down to a shootout and um, which set of linebackers comes out on top with, you know, more more pressures, more sacks, etc. Just actually just keeping the ball down the opposite end of the field, away from the red zone, essentially. Uh, in a way, I like that. And you mentioned about the playoff game um, with Osweiler. I liked the how the Texans D approach that one with the the sort of in and out um, linebacker pressures. You know, just coming straight up the middle. It's always something that I've looked out for from other teams to do since and nobody really seems to have done it so I'll be interested to see if something similar comes um, on Sunday night um, for the primetime game against you guys um, something we've not mentioned um, that I think we should cover I'm not I, I mean I'm obviously an outsider looking and I'm not entirely sure how you guys have been this year in that part of the the game but certainly for us special teams has been um, cl- clinical and m- much needed at times and we saw that on Sunday against the Cowboys but it hadn't been for Slater doing the, the block punt and setting us up with um, pretty much in the red zone I think it was that that led to our touchdown then you know it could have been just a, a field goal kicking game from both teams and it would have been a lot closer than it actually was so yeah, for 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 me as well. Special teams uh, will play a huge part uh, in the game on Sunday, and if we can keep that up, and uh, again keep all about keeping you down as far away from the red zone as possible, obviously um, that could set up short field positions and um, pick away at the game that way. Then again, it could be high score in either way, but I still think it'll come down to within a score probably. Um, is what I'm hedging towards just now anyway. We've been very slow starters this year and I think we're in the bottom three teams of points when opening drives. Um, but if the Texans can start early and put up points and force New England to be aggressive, I think that's that that's where the Texans will find joy because if we have to chase the game against the New England defence, there's only going to be one winner. Whereas if we can get out in front of the home crowd and force New England to be a bit more aggressive than they necessarily like to on the road, in a prime time game, I, I can see that's where the the um, where the success will come. Now, the, the, our offense can be you know hugely explosive. We went to Kansas City, and we should have put fifty points on the on the board if it hadn't been for a couple of drops. So you know we, we've had had some really good games. We've also had some games where defenses have kind of got our number and gotten Watson's head. So he is susceptible to that. And if there's anybody that's going to do it, it's probably Belichick. Um, but in the games that we have played. Um, you know, Watson has found a way to, to, to produce. Certainly this this um, New England defence this year certainly looks like it's 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 at a point where it's playing at a high level. But as we said earlier, if you look at the teams we've actually played, uh, or the, the, you know, that, that's been beaten apart from, you know, that's been on the record apart from the Ravens, they probably haven't come up against a quarterback like Watson this to this point this season. Perhaps the, probably the similar similarity, um, but a poorer man's version in... in uh, in, in uh, Josh Allen at the Bills, then I think that's a bit as similar as it's coming. There was certainly that was a much closer game than many they've played. So there is definitely president there, and perhaps a bit of uh, a bit of um, law of averages that'll that'll turn into you know at least a close game. I think if it comes down to a tight game and the, the balls in Brady's hands, you'd never bet against him not to score. Um, but certainly, if there's ever a good time to play 
New England from a points output, and that's that's providing that we can keep the play a keen uh, clean game um, against the defense and not give up scores and, and and not give up short fields. And I think the Texans would probably fancy themselves at the minute offense versus offense to put up more points. Thanks very much for joining us again in the Turn Up For What podcast. That's all we've got time for. I've been your host, Yoon Disonquois. Wherever you're listening from, wherever you're downloading from, we are Texans.